0: Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Cats Pajamas Conversations. I'm absolutely delighted that I'm talking to a real life comms hero today, someone who I've uh, I followed along on social media and never had the pleasure to meet yet and we're not meeting in real life but we're meeting um, across the virtual kind of airwaves of podcasting. So I'd really uh, like to welcome Asif Chowdhury um, to uh, the Cats Pajamas podcast. Um, Asif is sales and marketing director with resource um, and founder of uh, hashtag comms hero or comms hero whichever way uh, you want to talk about it that's where I mostly know him from um, so Asif would you like to introduce yourself and say a little bit more about you
1: yes thank you carry on so um, I'm Asif am uh, as you mentioned sales and marketing director at resource where I've been for 18 years now for my Uh, not since it's been pleasurable, and it still is, to be honest with you. It's as challenging a time now as it ever has been uh, in amongst that uh, period. So my kind of, I've worked in print and marketing and comms in general for 25 years now, and, and I exist to make sure, well, I exist to make people's campaigns come to life, sell widgets, generate ROI, or in some simple cases, just communicate messages. Uh, and it's a really nice position to do, to be in. Uh, and I get to see a lot of the heroics that comes people perform every day, which they don't give themselves enough credit for, and that I'm sure will come on to later on in the, in the podcast
0: absolutely thank you so much for um sharing a little bit more about you so let's crack straight on what is comms hero so i've heard of it and i'm sure other comms colleagues and, and professionals will have done but some may not so so tell us all about it as yeah
1: no i will do yeah the um we started uh comms hero in 2014 so six years now and um it started off primarily like myself uh, and i've told this story a few times all events for comms people were CIM, CIPR, PRCA, or whichever membership body related put on by someone. Um, and they were always tended to be in London, always tended to be really, really high profile speakers, which is great. But um, I was more interested in what could I take away from these sessions and using my job tomorrow. More importantly, sat in audiences of three to 400 people. What are they taking away? Um and with the choice of going to London it was either stupid o'clock in the morning coming from Leeds and getting back at stupid o'clock or the expense of hotel accommodation and the trains. So I just asked myself and a few um, close contacts who worked in comms who were at some of these events. So if I put in an event and it wasn't in London, would you be interested in coming along and what kind of subjects do you want to hear about? And how much would you pay for such an event? And um, Uh, I spoke to about 10 or 15 people they all said actually yeah you know what I think that's a great idea why don't you do it Uh, and then one day I said right I'm gonna do it so I booked a venue Bridgewater Hall in Manchester 13th of May 2014 and that was eight weeks from the date I sent out the save the day so at that point didn't have an event (laughs) we had a venue I had no speakers I had no audience I had no social presence Um, we did uh, we had a name which was comms and and that was it and the twitter handle I registered and the website domain name and i thought we're going to make it happen i don't know how but my job is branding um and helping create brands let's see if in eight weeks we can put on an event but we can also create a brand and and sell it to people and start building a community and and an event not in london that's for comms people so um yeah, so we started off as a genuinely as a one-off and um, we'll do it once just to show the sector, look, it doesn't all have to be in London and it doesn't all have to be hundreds of pounds. It was 180 quid, which 13 events later, every event's been the same price. Um, and uh, it just kind of grew from there, really.
0: So you've talked a little bit about the sort of inspiration behind it and what drove you to start it um and that's your own experience of those events that you were going to in London but kind of can you talk to us a little bit about um you know how it grew so you said it started off as eight weeks to to launch this one yeah. event and now you're 13 events in and you've got massive following on socials so yeah. um did you have a strategy around growth was it organic how, how has it grown over the years Yeah
1: I was talking to um... Uh, Luann Wise, who is a, a former concert speaker about the same subject, did we have a plan? And the plan was the first event, genuinely, and that was it. And because it was, it was intended to be very disruptive, and with too much planning, the creativity stifles sometimes, and we find that with the projects that we work on. But also here, we didn't have real time to plan because we had eight weeks, so to, um, to get speakers in and uh, and it was a real test of utilizing the network that I spent years building but also looking beyond that network and being pushing it a little bit and I think the light bulb moment um, came when uh, I was actually speaking to Grant Leboff who I've you know admired from afar for years and read the book Sticky Marketing and then I was on a conversation with with Grant and after just having 10 minutes or so with him uh, on the call He said, yes, he'd love to do it. And that for me, I thought, well, hang on, if I can get one of my marketing heroes to believe in what I'm doing, then surely then other people should come on this journey. So that was kind of a real big moment in time. And whilst we were planning the first event, we got a call from uh, one of the contacts in my network, and they said they've got a regional PR network meeting going on in the 17th of June will you bring ComZero? Bear in mind, ComZero hadn't even become a thing at this point. I said, let's do it, let's just do it. I'll bring whatever we do, end up doing in Manchester the month after I'll bring to, cause that was 13th of May, 17th of June. We took it to Wrexham and did it there. So, um, then we ended up doing two more in October in Bristol and London. So, uh, So it was, there wasn't a plan. It's just evolved and it's continued to evolve. And each year I kind of said, okay, that's enough now because it's not my day job. But each year, uh, because we create so much FOMO around the event, after the event's finished, typically what happens is, oh, when's the next one? There isn't one then, and then, and I just say, right, let's just do it, we're gonna do it. So that's the plan really. We've got a a really good, um, not a formula as such, but a really good, model there that we can pick up and then each year we've just changed up with what are people talking about in comms so we've done last year we had authenticity with the likes of Greg's Yorkshire Tea and Innocent and the year before it was being uh, customer centric we've had dare to fail because I I remember 2017 year prior everyone was talking about celebrating failure but there wasn't an event that actually encouraged speakers to come along showcase the stuff that got wrong they got wrong you know the outtakes so um and then show us a shiny bit at the end because what we wanted people to do was get the learning from the the bits that didn't go so well Uh, so we had some brave speakers that came and shared that with us so there isn't a formal written written down plan that i could share screen or show you or anything like that now but there's definitely a plan in my mind and it's part of our business now that uh, Growing that community and engaging with the community because we aren't a membership body. You don't pay to join. You can just follow Com Zero and hashtag Com Zero with your job adverts or if you're celebrating what you're doing or colleagues are doing. And it doesn't just have to be comms related. It's Com Zero Exercise Club now where people, you can just things that these real comms people do and just getting that community together as often as possible and um, it's, it's the plan really, that's that's it. There isn't anything more complicated to it than
0: that. I love that, so it's about, um, while the demand's still there, you'll keep providing. That's kind of Absolutely. the way, the way yeah. forward. And I guess you've, you've mentioned kind of bravery and learning, which I, I think is really crucial you know in any profession professional's journey whether it's in communications or anywhere else that that learning what goes wrong is what helps you um to get things right in the future I guess but you also yourself sound like a bit of a risk taker and you talked about being a disruptor um and so you know do you still feel like you're you're as much as a a kind of disruptor now six years in as you were when when you decided that's what you wanted to do six years ago
1: I, I'd say so with the event that we're doing now, which is Com Zero Week, because the the last five months from March this year through to through to now, which is the end to the end of July, I've spoken to a lot of my clients, a lot of contacts in the comms community, and uh, it's been a really tough time, which individuals have felt that they've been dealing with themselves, but the whole community, the comms community, has been feeling this because it's, it's not been a crisis that's affected one sector one organisation for a day or a weekend or a week, it's affected absolutely everyone globally. So whilst, um, you know, the the need for comms, both internally and externally, to be clearer than ever before, to be more frequent than ever before, um, and in some cases to be all of that with the best people, There's never been more demands, certainly in my 25 years of working with comms people. There's never been any more demands placed on these people than they have had now with home working, homeschooling, uh, whatever it might be, whatever challenges have been put forward, the need to communicate can't be put on hold because you've got an hour's maths lesson with your daughter or your son. Um, You've got to get those messages out and can't, because you've got half a team, doesn't mean you can't get them out. We've still got to communicate. So uh, I think the need for that community to come together and um, coming back to your, your, your question, Carrie-Anne, about the disruptor, I thought, well, if why do uh, as a digital virtual event that's a day or two hour, two and a half hours, there's so many of those, nobody needs any more of those. Um, I'm sorry to anyone that I'm upsetting who gets paid for doing these, <laughs> I, don't, I don't intend any offence by like that, but I thought well let's have a week, let's make comms here a week a thing, can uh, once a year round about that same sort of time, end of September, early October, can the comms here com- community come together at a virtual event? but also on social, just to remind everyone that, hey, you're not in it alone. There's a massive community of people, but also, um, just as importantly, that there's huge learnings from the network that is available in the comms community, I've found have been so open and honest and welcoming to each other that sharing best practice isn't really a uh, a taboo subject so the only thing that stifles that is networking which a lot of comms people I've met it's not um, a skill that they possess in uh, you know in droves so it, com zero just exists as a community and network uh, and it's a place where people can follow each other and start talking to each other and, and hopefully end up having conversations as with ComZero event. events so I'd probably say now having spoken to a few people about comms here a week, it reminds me when we first started it, because it was daring enough to do it, to have an event where there were capes and masks and we got got a few um, raised eyebrows and people (laughs) questioning the credibility but you know the quality of content was still very much there. It's a very serious conference for comms people and marketing people. It doesn't uh, discriminate on um, gender and ethnicity membership of an organisation, your job title, whether you're working currently or not, it doesn't freelance or in-house, does not it doesn't matter if you have connected with comms and, and in some cases, um, we've got a phrase uh, saying you don't have to work in comms to be a comms hero. We've had people who've attended the events who work in customer-facing roles, resident involvement, and some CEOs have attended, some uh, exec-level management. So it's just as disruptive now, six years on, as it was when it first started. It's a little bit easier now because the brand is established and the community is there. But why just do a two and a half hour event when you can do a whole week and have 30 speakers and relish the challenges that present themselves once I'd kind of thought about that afterwards, as I did with the Save the Date eight weeks ago. Kind of realized the magnitude of the task I'd set myself and the team that supports to work with me. We've done it again, but we hadn't have pushed it then and had that dare to fail disruptive moment. We wouldn't be here six years later talking about COM Zero, to be honest with you. So I hope I'm here in six years' time talking about the sixth COM Zero week who
0: knows yeah absolutely and I love that dare to fail moment and so I'm a big believer in sometimes you just have to put it out there in the universe and then worry about how you make it happen later once it's there that's the impetus to make it happen isn't it yeah
1: absolutely you've
0: kind of said it and and I couldn't agree more about um communications professionals being so open to sharing learning and best practice and you know even the stuff where you know things have gone wrong and I have, I have to say even in my own industry in, in healthcare um, it's always the communicators who are open to sharing with each other, upcycling each others' ideas. No, take that, no, you you have that, you, you can use it, do what you want with it, more so than, than any other profession. And actually the other professions are slightly more uh, overprotective of some of their creativity and great ideas and yeah. not quite as willing to share. So it's lovely that you've got that kind of ethos coming through um, comm's hero. Um, yeah. You said you've got 30 speakers lined up, you've got a yes. whole week going on, so do you want to just give us a couple of little tasters without spoiling all the surprises and tell us why we should um, join in with Comms Hero Week?
1: Yeah, so we've got, it's, uh, Comms Hero Week will uh, be on from the 28th of September through to the 2nd of October and uh, we had 30 speakers because it was five days and we could fit six in per day but. I've extended that because I've been inundated with requests. So we've got the likes of uh, what I call a cons power couple, Stephen Waddington and Sarah Waddington, who are um, <laughs> s- speaking. I made sure they're not one, not going on straight after each other because there will be a bit of competition there. <laughs> um, so we've got them. We've got uh, Anika Simpson talking about um, burnout. We've got Advita Patel talking about imposter syndrome. Steve Hayes from Citizen Housing talking about internal cons. We've got a whole host of people. We've got NHS comms people as well, like yourself, Karyon, it's been a mad time for you guys. So there's lots of learning from the NHS comms people for other sectors, that how do you deal when you're right in the middle of that crisis, literally in the middle of it. So we, um, it's a whole range. So there isn't a theme this year, it's comms era week. It is community getting together and that range of speakers who will all be presenting live. Each session, twenty and thirty minutes with a fifteen-minute right? So, people will get to um, choose from the calendar, attend whichever sessions live if you're if you're able to do so. But every session will be available on demand afterwards as well. So, I don't think there's been anything like that to this scale. So, it may end up being thirty-five speakers. We've got panel debates on there, and also networking opportunities in this virtual event uh, platform that we've uh, developed for that whole event experience. So it'll be like attending a real event with tables and people you can sit and talk to with video and your mic on. And uh, and also with Com Zero events, it's always been about taking relationships away with you as well. So we're trying to build that whole uh, event around that same point that we that's really important to us and important to the delegates that attend uh, each event in the past has been £180 including that. This one's going to be the same. Normally it's one day, five, six speakers. This is 30 speakers across a whole week and available on demand for the same price. So we're not charging anymore for it. Um, so I hope that you know, represents great value for money for people. But the lineup is just, it's absolutely superb. So really good representation of comms, subjects, job titles, different sectors. Um, so there's definitely something for uh, everyone
0: it sounds incredible so um i've got a couple of other questions that are less about comms hero week yeah. but it, but where do people uh, sign up if they want they want to join in they've got 180 quid that couldn't be better spent on anything else than comms heroes week. how do they how do they sign up for it
1: well there's two ways one on uh, commshero.com so on our website and uh, the event page is currently being put together as we speak so that's going to go live but i'll be pushing the event right link out through the com zero twitter um, a twitter account uh, probably in the next two days and also um checking on my linkedin profile it'll be one of my featured posts on there as well so there's plenty of places and if anyone has any questions on the event or why they should um attend then i'm happy as i always have been to take dms phone calls or emails from people to, to just ask the question really and see what it's about. And but it won't be any different to what I've said on this podcast really. It is pretty much exactly what I've said in here.
0: Brilliant. And we'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes for the podcast as well. So if people you. are listening they can they can sign up. Um I was wondering as you were talking and, and you've you know mentioned a few different people who are you've got fairly high profile in the comms and marketing professions. You mentioned uh, sort of grant earlier but who who would you say are your comms heroes I'm going to put you on the spot with that one that's sorry a great
1: question no I don't apologise that's a great question that um, so many I definitely I like the the comms hero power couple I mentioned Sarah Waddington Stephen Waddington definitely uh, quite up there and of recent times I've attended Spin the Wheel with um, Rachel Miller and Chuck Ghost, Jenny feels always right up there for me. Massive supporter of ComZero. She's chairing the event for us as well. So, uh, what an honour that is to have the CIPR president uh, uh, doing that for us. And um, I'd like to include certainly people that have come to the fore during the lockdown period because of the whole BME subject, BAME subject, should I say, and the racing PR. So, um, Kat Marshall's coming there. Barbara Phillips from Brownstone we're hoping to arrange a panel debate with them as well so there's so many that is a small selection so um, Amanda Coleman who's speaking as well crisis comms written a book about it so there's there are far too many I could be you could do a podcast in fact that's probably a good (laughs) idea for a podcast your your comms heroes yeah Uh, I think that'll be quite interesting tell us your tell us your top 10 so there you go
0: yeah there you go that's a podcast waiting to happen if you've got some free time between everything else in your day job (laughs) maybe we'll all have to collaborate and get all the communicators with podcasts to have a go at that one
1: that would be good that would be good
0: it would be good um so it sounds like comms hero has gone from strength to strength and been a massive success is there anything in particular that you feel really proud of and that you would say is like one of your biggest successes from a comms hero point of view
1: I'd say the fact that six years on, is still going. And I think what really um, cemented it, we've had 12 events. This will be the 13th event um, in that six year history. And but the fact that we um, hit the 10,000 followers mark on Twitter, that milestone uh, a few months ago, because it's just happened. And um, just through that continuous engagement and posting on social, and, not just posting, but actually what's more important to me on social is engagement. And and that that is comms hero, actually helping people share their job news or just uh, celebrating some of those moments that people have taken the time to put in and, and tagged in comms hero. It's amazing to think that from something that was just a one-off, let's experiment and try, can we do this in eight weeks to it being a, an actual community of people where they will go out of their own free will to tag in and mention with knowing that they will get a response and I can guarantee that response because if anyone wants to know who's behind that account you know it, it's done by an individual not a robot yeah. uh, who's readily available and um, I'd say that we engage more on our Com zero account which is a side account and some organisations do on their main accounts yeah. and there's lessons to be to be learned from that if you want to truly engage people you have to actually start a conversation and carry that conversation on and bring people into the network so i'd say the fact that we're still doing it and we haven't comzero.com it doesn't have any um, seo ppc because really we only use that website to help promote events it's got some blogs on there just added some virtual backgrounds on there which are free for anyone to download so if you're checking the website out go and download a com zero background and create comm zero envy we've got a Com zero merchandise store opening um, coming up in the next hopefully three or four weeks the event's kind of taken over the priority list for that but the fact that people love receiving com zero swag and enjoy when they get a response i mean that to be honest is way beyond any, any wildest dreams that I could have had for the whole brand and the whole concept, and, uh, and the fact that we can bring in names like Yorkshire Tea and Greggs and, uh, and Innocent and um, Stephen and Sarah Waddington and get people like that to come and speak at the events, you know, and take us seriously, really. So I think it is a serious brand and people perceive it that way, but it has that playful, creative content generation where people want to get involved and um, and post and if there's any ideas people have for how we can continue to improve it then that's how we've developed the whole brand to be honest with just by asking people what do you what do you want to see from comzero but i think they're the one thing overriding thing people tend to value the most and this is based on feedback that i've had from individuals has been um, the way we engage and the support we give the community and that for me that, that gives a real nice warm glow inside to, to know that we're, doing, we're, do, we're just doing some good for a specific profession which personally um, selfishly I, th- I think you've got one of the most demanding jobs take aside frontline key workers and things like that that's completely doesn't compare but in terms of that a, a profession which isn't perhaps given the recognition that it deserves and, and needs um, until there's a crisis you know that's when people really do value comms, so I think it's important that the whole community continues to us ensure that that value is realized and appreciated and not forgotten
0: and I, I love the creativity of the brand and I love everything that you do and you've talked about how you've grown digitally but also I love and I, I read this in your in your blog about what inspired comms hero you know you do do the real life stuff you do the, the yeah. swag you do the sending a handwritten note uh you know send, sending a goodie to somebody yeah. and i think in the day and age where you know particularly now through lockdown you know i don't know how many video meetings i've been on even just today you know everything feels really screen focused the fact that yeah. you still do that in real life bit and people get real posts i think is is really lovely that's a really important thing to do yeah.
1: When was the last time anyone received an email, took a picture of it and tweeted it? It's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Um, none of our emails are that exciting. So, uh, you know, so I, I think it's really important to just have that, the human element. There's definitely a human element to Coms zero and that's why I think people enjoy it. It appeals to that. It's not for everyone. I'm not um, naive enough to think that it, you know, some people may think it's flippant. Um, but from, from my perspective and the feedback of the people who engage with it, let's say 10,000 people following can't be wrong, can they? So, you know, yeah. they, they, they certainly value that. And at that, that moment when you receive Com0 swag, I don't know anyone who hasn't taken a pic and posted it uh, or sent a thank you email or something like that and acknowledged. And it's and you don't have to have done something extraordinary. Um, it's just we see stuff and then we think okay you know actually they do deserve that or and people do they do value that but now people are going to be able to buy their comms hero swag online so you can have as much as you like
0: yes i love it that's brilliant um we've talked a bit about your successes and in the spirit of learning from things that haven't gone well um what about your biggest challenge with comms hero
1: well, i think yeah well every year there's that time to reinvent Comzero. The brand has evolved over that um, six year period. We've changed it every year. The logo stayed the same and how the brand makes you feel, which is that's the most important part of a brand. That's the key thing we've tried to continue. So we kept it evolving and kept it fresh. I suppose some of the challenges have been after the first event. My first experience of, uh, it wasn't trolling because that one, you know, that doesn't happen to people like myself, but certainly haters. Um, so we've had, uh, not the fair share, but we've had a few haters on route. Um, and that was the first time six years ago after the first event that we've had, um, I personally had that first experience. And it kind of made me reassess, do I like social media? Um, wow, this is a bit strange. And also, com zero, here we are putting all this effort in. and. Doing events at a fraction of the cost of what their events are to try and do something good, genuinely good, and it's for the people, and um, to be kind of slammed down like that. So there there are times in your in your journey, especially when it's this isn't a a one-off campaign that it's here today and gone tomorrow or gone in three weeks. It's still here, so you've got to be prepared to be thick-skinned. you've got to be prepared to be creative and I think sometimes um, based on certain individuals' feedbacks we've got it wrong but in the main we can't please everybody all the time and, and I think that's that's a really hard skill to and it is a skill that because you have to be uh, fair to yourself that you can't please everybody all the time but as comms people we're people pleasers and that's our job and um, can't help but be like that so i'd say that's sometimes where i might have um, got it wrong where i've sacrificed the not the integrity of com zero but try to spread the team and myself too thin in terms of what we've tried to cover or what we've tried to do and um so you just have to be mindful of that i think that that's you don't you just can't do it, it i'd love to you know, I'd love to do the event for free and anybody can come and things like that but you just can't do it and uh, you just got to accept that it, it can't be for everyone but socially it is if you've got a Twitter account you can follow com zero and we'll engage with you but that's that's as much as we can uh, we can do for for everyone but but yeah have a um, have a, have a thick skin be consistent if you really truly uh, uh, there's, there's been times where I've thought oh, you know it's never been a chore but you have to have some priorities when it's not your full-time day job and it's taken over and then that means it's it's an evening or a, not or a weekend and a weekend but i try take great comfort in that and um, i'd say to people that um, if you're prepared to really try and affect change then you have to genuinely you've got to put yourself out a little bit as I like to say, put a shift in, because that's what people appreciate. And and you build a community and your crowd and your tribe around that, really, that you're willing to put the effort in. So we get requests from volunteers to help facilitate a comms here, and I've had that in this event um, as well. So it's really nice to see that from people. So yeah, I'd say that there are things that have really, you know, nothing's really gone wrong as such. Apart from little things at event time. Um, but uh, where I've tried to just be all things to all people is where I might have got it wrong sometimes and, and spread
0: myself and the,
1: the kind of thing too thin
0: thank you for that one so before we finish our conversation which i'm sure could go on for most of the afternoon and you've touched on lots of other themes where i'm like i'll be inviting you back for another podcast about branding about campaigns um i'm absolutely sure of it you've um you've touched on um who some of your comms heroes might be um and you've got your big event coming up uh, at the end of September into October. You've got your swag coming online for people to buy. So what possibly could be next for Comms Hero after all of that? Or are you just going to have a little bit of time to to reflex and chill out after your big event in October?
1: There's uh, no such thing as chilling out for me, I think. uh, (laughs) uh, I've got two weeks off at the end of August, so that's my chill out time and uh, but inevitably I'm sure I'll be doing some Comp Zero planning but I think um, if we can ideally I'd like to pinpoint a week similar sort of time in uh, 2021 and when we finish this event put a save the day out for people to get ready for Comp Zero week 2021 and that'll give them a year's notice And um, and I'm sure in between that time we'll do an in-person event as well next year at some point when it's safe to do so maybe may june time I have another virtual week uh, again around about end of september so that's the that's kind of the um uh, idea so and, and like i said uh, earlier on if Come Zero a week becomes a the thing then that that would just be absolutely um, we would know, love to see that happen
0: we'd love all to be on board to make it a thing that's going to be the mission now from for 2021 make comms hero week a thing definitely yeah, um that. so if people want to um get in touch with you um after hearing this podcast what's the best way for them to do that if
1: um you can find me on linkedin just uh search under my name and also twitter or you can um uh, tweet com zero, and you'll get me through any of those. Uh, they're probably the quickest and easiest ways to get through to me. And then I'd say email after that. Um, but certainly go through the social channels; you'll get a response much quicker
0: brilliant thank you so much for your time and for being an absolute true comms hero yourself if anybody was living their brand it's got to be you surely Asif. i really appreciate you um talking to us this afternoon and hopefully invite you back for another chat uh, at some point in the future